Hello and welcome to another episode of the Uriwe Podcast, the podcast that tells African stories. I'm Ceci. Hi everyone, I'm Halima and welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about the wisdom of African proverbs. Um, Ceci, do you want to tell us what your favorite African proverb is? Well, uh-huh. I don't know if I have a favorite African proverb, but I can tell you one that I remember because I probably have heard it a lot. And it's the one that says, you know, what an adult can see sitting down, a child cannot see even if they climb a tree. Which I think is just a way to tell you, like, shut up and do what I tell you because you're just a little child. Um, and it's one that African parents <laughs> use a lot, probably. But yeah, I don't know if it's a fave. Hmm. How about you? Um, I don't think I have a favorite one as well, but very recently as well, I've been hearing a lot of that, what an adult can see sitting, can, a child can also stand in that sort of, basically along those lines. And I'm just like, okay, that's good for you. And then <laughs> some people like upgrade it and they say, you know what, Halima, you need to look beyond the physical. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I think I'm going out of topic now, but yeah, it's also part of that. What an adult can see sitting in you. <laughs> You can't see standing or whatever. But anyway, um Oh my god. Speaking of actually this I feel like this episode will be <laughs> there will be a lot of like what is it digression or diversion or whatever because I just seen I don't know if I've ever tested you guys about the time that I had this roommate that tried to poison me. Have I tested you guys about it before? I, I feel like so. the, the podcast should know this story. I think so. I think I think we've heard it before. <laughs> and I'm just remembering that. There was like a whole subplot in my family, in my household, that people thought maybe she was trying to initiate me into witchcraft. <laughs> because otherwise, she was trying to basically, she was trying to poison me and these other roommates with bodily fluids. Her own bodily fluids. <laughs> Not even like poison or anything. Yeah, that story is crazy. No, I was thinking she wanted to give us hepatitis. But even the way she wanted to give us the hepatitis did not make sense. If she wants to give us some kind of disease, I don't think that that's the way the disease is transmitted. I don't know. It seemed very illogical. So the only explanation that my mom could think of, (laughs) maybe she wants to initiate you into witchcraft. And it was it was a whole thing. I was like, what do you mean? You know, it was one of those like, hey, you don't know. There are things happening beyond the physical. (laughs) that you cannot see <laughs> and i was like maybe even at that point like honestly i was in such a like a state of paranoia that everything was freaking me out the next day after i found out i was walking in the streets of liverpool and i saw a bird and the bird like flew off a roof and landed in front of me and i said hey <laughs> oh my god <laughs> she's after me true true it's true Maybe I could not see it because I have not, you know, attuned. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> I think if there's anything you guys take from this episode is the fact that the adults are very correct. Maybe you need to look beyond the physical. Perhaps <laughs> a lot, for a lot of things, you do need to look beyond the physical because you don't know everything. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I'm so weak. So I'm guessing, um, since that's not like either of our favorite proverb, but that's the proverb um, I heard a lot while growing up. Is that something you heard a lot as well while growing up? Definitely, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and from then, Nollywood movies. Okay. <laughs> True. 
Um, anyway, so proverbs are an integral part of African culture, right? So is this something you agree with or like what's your opinion about this statement? I definitely agree with it. I think probably many cultures have proverbs and and have like deep relationships with them. But in African culture, which is what we are familiar with and what Uriwe talks about, proverbs are like kind of built into the fabric of many different African cultures. Um, and they're used to impart wisdom and share stories and give you guidance. And they have unique meanings. And usually you have to look beyond the surface to figure out what the meaning of a proverb is. So that's what we're going to talk to you guys about today. Okay. Um. Yeah. And like Ceci said, basically most countries across the African continent, proverbs have long been used to like impart wisdom, share stories, and basically just offer guidance when like a person is navigating life's challenges. And then each proverb has its own unique meaning. And then for the rest of this episode, we're just going to de- we're going to delve into the meaning and significance of different proverbs from like a variety of african cultures and then we can because we're very annoying like that we can also like examine whether or not they're relevant to modern day like african lives and i said african in a very general way and i'm sorry but anyway um so ceci do you want to tell us the first one what are like some popular african proverbs and their meaning yes the first one if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far, go together. Hmm. I think that's really beautiful. I think that is a very, you know, um, beautiful turn of phrase. And it originates, I believe, from Burkina Faso. Um, it kind of reminds me, first of all, before I delve into the meaning, of the concept of Ubuntu, right? Which is the, the, the like, I am what I am because of who we are, kind of. Um, I am because we are. So it's basically saying, you know, that teamwork, collaboration and working with people around you is better than being alone. So it's emphasizing the importance of community. Um, And, you know, individually you can produce results, but when you really want to achieve long-term success, it's better to work together. Mm, That's really cool. Um, and then the next one we have on here is when the music changes, so does the dance. And it's a Nigerian proverb. And basically this proverb acknowledges, acknowledges the fluid nature of life and the need to adapt to changing circumstances. Um, it basically just suggests that the rhythm of a song can shift. So too can our circumstances and we must be flexible and willing to adjust our behavior accordingly. I think this is a very common sense type of proverb and yeah it makes sense and it definitely relates to something that it definitely translates to something we can use or we can find useful in our modern world so yeah yes that's a good one um yeah i really like the i think a lot of these things a lot of proverbs you know they sound really nice as well as Mm -hmm. being really like you know um full of meaning they also sound good. Um, another one is no matter how long the night, the day is sure to come, which originates from the Congo. So, and several African cultures also use this proverb, and it basically means that no matter how difficult a situation you are in, there's always a potential for things to improve. Like, you know, it may seem now that you are in a situation that probably 
you know, there's no getting out of, but there is. Eventually, you will, and eventually, you will overcome, and eventually, you will get past the situation. So, no condition is permanent. Have you had it? Yeah. That's what they talk about. I have another one from Nigeria. So, this one says, African proverbs are the palm oil with which words are eaten. Hmm. <laughs> Basically, this Nigerian proverb highlights the importance of proverbs in African cultures as a means of communication and sharing wisdom. The proverb suggests that just as palm oil is a staple ingredient in many African dishes, proverbs are a fundamental part of African discourse and culture. And that is true. Like, and I, I don't know, Ceci, do you notice this thing? Like, people, well, especially like, especially like older Nigerians, right? They say a lot of these proverbs because they're trying to be like super deep or sound more profound or something than they actually are. What do you think? Um, I think, yes, a lot of people do use proverbs for like posturing. But at the same time, I feel like proverbs are such an integral part of African culture that they have just worked themselves into our lexicon. Like, And I think it's the same way with with all languages, really. Like when you think about it, Things that were originally proverbs or meant to sound profound or whatever are now just normal turns of phrases. Like I'm thinking of a Yoruba one specifically. Would, would you class it as a proverb? You know when they say like kokurutin defo? All right, follower. That's true. But it's just something that people say. I mean, it has a very deep meaning if you really want to think about it. So basically translated, that means that, you know, um, okay. So literally translated, it means the weevil or whatever that's eating the vegetable is on the vegetable like it's on the, the leaf. But um, when you're talking, when you try to interpret the meaning, it just means basically that usually whoever is behind your problems is is near you or is on you or is you or something like that. Um, and it's, it's something that people say often, I think, at least from my experience in the Yoruba language. And there are many other, yeah, it's a proverb. And there are many other proverbs like that as well. Mm, yeah. Yes. So a Ugandan proverb, the child who is not embraced by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. I feel like this is a very popular proverb worldwide. I feel like I've heard it in anime and in K-dramas and like a lot of different things. Um, And I think it is very, very, very um, deep and resonant because basically it, it says if you don't, you know, if you don't embrace people from your community or whatever, then they don't feel that sense of community. So they will not feel any guilt if it comes to, you know, betraying you or giving you away. So it emphasizes the importance of people to feel like they belong because if not, they can lash out, you know, to seek attention, to get connection, or just because they feel like they have been scorned. So why not scorn back? I think it's it's very important. And it, it's something that um, should kind of... I don't want to... Okay, so this is one of my dilemmas with people. I feel like sometimes people behave well or they are, they are nice people because they are afraid of the consequences of not being nice people, right? But I believe that people should be nice people not because they're thinking of the consequences of not being nice, but just because that is the right thing to do. But at the same time, a lot of these things are guided by people's fears. So like, if people are nice, for example, to people who are more marginalized in the community or people who are, you know, not in as much of a position of prosperity or people who are younger, you know, maybe don't have as much power. They might be nice to them because they feel like, okay, you know, if Yawa should gas now, if things hit the fan, 
these people can betray me, they can turn me out, they can like attack me or anything. So it's better for me to be nice to them so they don't ever attack me. Um, which, I mean, as a response to this problem, those people probably will if you weren't nice to them. But if you were nice to them anyway, you would just... Anyway, I'm digressing, as usual. <laughs> Shall we move to the next one? Yeah, sure. Um, so the next one we have is, um, if you think you're too small to make a difference, you haven't spent the night with a mosquito. And it's, it's a Kenyan proverb. I think this is a very relatable um, proverb for most African countries. But anyway, this Kenyan proverb highlights the power of small actions and suggests that even the smallest efforts can have a significant impact. Yeah. Um, I think this is a reasonable enough proverb. It makes... It definitely makes a lot of sense. And it, I mean, just because let's translate this to something we can understand a little more. So it's just like with habits, right? So like, even if you make tiny changes, they have like incremental effects like later on. So basically like really small actions or really small things make a difference eventually, even if it doesn't happen at the moment. But anyway, that's a cool one. Yeah, I think that was really cool. Um, so the next one is from Ethiopia and it goes, the one who loves an unsightly person is the one who makes him beautiful, which I think, I think that's beautiful. And it basically, it has, you know, the meaning is basically that love has the power to transform. And when you love somebody, you see their beauty and you see their potential, even if others don't. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, I feel like it goes a little bit beyond that. Mm-hmm. And it, it basically, you know, love makes someone beautiful to you. But I feel like love makes you beautiful to other people as well. Like, what do you mean? Do you, do you get what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, if you love someone, they are beautiful to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you see things that even annoy, things that would be annoying, sometimes you can see them as endearing or cute. But at the same time, I feel like when somebody is loved, they are happier. And that happiness kind of reflects outwards as well. Anyway, on behalf of all the single people and people that are not loved by anybody, <laughs> I think self-love is also a thing. Yes, self-love <laughs> is also part of it. Yes, because oh, okay. the more you love yourself, the more, the more confident you are. Yeah. And I feel like that that does lend to beauty. Oh, okay. Yeah, then that makes sense. You're so love right. is, yeah. Self-love. Mm-hmm. Familiar love, you know, agape love and romantic love, love. honor love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Okay. That is that, that's a nice proverb. Very nice. Um, so the next one we have is from the Congo as well. And this one says, One who eats alone cannot discuss the taste of the food with others. Have you met Ceci? But anyway, <laughs> This Congolese proverb underscores the importance of community and the value of shared experiences. That is lovely. Very lovely. (laughs) And the next one originates from Ghana. And it goes, the sun never sets without fresh news. So basically it suggests life is always changing and evolving and there's always something new to learn and discover. And I think that's very true. Um, Like when you take it literally, every day something is happening in the world. So every day there is fresh news, literally. And at the same time, it does show that life is always evolving and changing, you know, no matter what. Even if, let's say, you feel like you're stagnant, just look out the window. Things are changing. Things are moving. True. 
Um, and then the next one we have is also from Ghana. So it says, a flea can trouble a lion more than a lion can trouble a flea. And this proverb suggests that even the smallest obstacles can pose a challenge and that we should not underestimate the power of small or persistent problems. This is very similar to that one of, um, what's it called? If you're too small to make a difference, basically. Um, so it just, I feel like, these proverbs are just telling you that do not do not underestimate yourself and what you consider small or like small actions because they do make a difference eventually. I agree. And the next one is a Nigerian proverb: "The person who is not grateful for the little things will never be grateful for the big things." Basically, it's emphasizing that it's important for people to show gratitude, to have gratitude, and that appreciating small joys in life can lead to greater happiness and fulfillment. So we should like be thankful for the little things because those usually, you know, are the stepping stones to big things as well. And it shows that if you can't appreciate small things, you probably can't appreciate big things too. Do you agree with that proverb or not? I don't know. I, uh, you know me. Sometimes I'm I'm of two minds about things. On the one hand, yes, I can see. Like I'm looking at it from the perspective of someone who, like you, do small nice things for and doesn't even bother to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Would you Would you want to do something big for them? Like they might not even appreciate it. Okay, but then at the same time, sometimes people just don't notice the little things. Like that's maybe why, they don't notice it. Thinking, yeah, like. Because with little things, I'm interpreting it as okay. Um, I woke up healthy today, or I woke up, I woke up well today, right? That's mm. a little thing that I should be grateful for. But it's things that we take for granted, right? And that doesn't mean we will not be appreciative of the big things. But I, I really get the proverb; it makes sense. And I think it also just forces us to acknowledge the little like blessings we have in our lives. Yes. So that's interesting. And then the next one we have is a family tie is like a tree. It can bend, but it cannot break. And this is a Ugandan proverb. And basically, this proverb underscores the importance of family. And it suggests that even when faced with challenges, familial bonds remain strong. (laughs) I think this is a nice proverb, but I also think that it should be taken with a grain of salt in certain situations, especially if like, your family is toxic or whatever, right? So while family is important, your mental health is also very important. So hard agree. Um <laughs> and I, at the same time, I feel like family is what you may or who you make it. So in, in if I'm thinking of a proverb like this now, I'm not necessarily thinking just of blood family because you may have blood family that is not your family. And yeah. you may have non-blood family that is your family. So you know, the family that you have made, those ties, eh, okay. Mm-hmm. And they may be your blood and they may not. True. Okay. The next one is a South African proverb, which goes, the fool speaks, the wise man listens. And I think that this is just a very common turn of phrase, a very common proverb or whatever. In many cultures, they're all like, oh, you know, better to, what is what's the one they say? Better to be quiet or something than to, or better to be quiet and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt or something. <laughs> like. There are many, <laughs> there are many sayings like that. Basically, that says like, or empty barrels make the loudest noise. That's loudest noise yeah. Mm-hmm. Many phrases like that that basically imply that people who talk too much are dumb. 
<laughs> and people who are quiet are smart. And I don't know if I agree. But this one, this particular proverb, it highlights the importance of humility and the value of listening and learning from others. So I don't yes. think they feel literally. Yeah, I understand the I understand the like the translate or the the implied meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like when people hear proverbs, you know, they just take the surface a lot of the time. Okay, mm-hmm. what's the next one? Um, the next one says, "No matter how long a log stays in the water, it doesn't become a crocodile." And this is from Zimbabwe. So basically, this proverb emphasizes the importance of being true to oneself and suggests that pretending to be something one is not will not change who one truly is. I really like this one because I really prioritize authenticity. I, I really think people should just be themselves and stop trying to be another person or like pretending to be what they're not because it's just unnecessarily stressful. But anyway, I really like this proverb. This is my first time of reading or hearing it. So this is really cool. What do you think, Ceci? I like it as well. Um, and yeah, basically, I just think... I think, yes, you are who you are fundamentally. But it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that there's no potential for self-improvement, but like you're still the same person. I mean, it doesn't mean that you should stay a horrible person. If you're a horrible person, go and be a nice person. But be, in this context, the log cannot become a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, 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 <laughs> it doesn't have to be. There are traits. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, there are things about yourself that you can improve. You can change them. If you're a wicked person, don't be a wicked person. Don't do wickedness today. But there are things about yourself that, you know, adjust your personality. Like if you're a quiet person, you know, you're somebody who, you know, doesn't like to do things loudly or you like to, like, spend time with yourself, etc. That's your personality. That's cool. But, yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm like that too. <laughs> don't think that. Don't think that this means that if you're a wicked person, your no, wickedness I, is I, okay. completely on this matter. If you're a wicked person, own it with your chest. I, that's what I think. Own it with your chest, but, but it doesn't mean you should continue being wicked. Please. No, it just doesn't mean, just don't try to like pretend or act shocked when people call you out on your wickedness. <laughs> you know, there's some people like that. Like, don't so pretend or act shocked. Be better. Improve your actions. People think they're mean. And I'm like, what did you think? Or what were you thinking? Do you think you're a nice person? Okay. So, so don't delude yourself. Exactly. But improve your action. <laughs> so anyway, if you're already a log, you can't become a crocodile. And if you're a crocodile, you can't become a log. <laughs> That's my own stance. Okay. <laughs> I really love this proverb. Very good. <laughs> okay. So we have... Yeah. Um, number number 16 is rain beats the leopard's skin, but it does not wash out the spots. And that's a, a proverb originating from Ghana. And I think that this is the same as the previous one. It essentially has the same meaning. Um, so, like, basically, you are who you are. But maybe this one is talking a little bit more about other people's actions. So you can't change someone else's character. But at the same time, you cannot change people's opinions of you easily and you cannot change fundamentally the person that you are. Good. But <laughs> I still think people can improve. I don't want 
to be in the, of this mindset that like somebody who is wicked must be wicked forever. <laughs> Even patience was awkward in all her movies. She repented eventually. <laughs> so you can repent, please. I mean, okay, so on a serious note, definitely, I feel like we're always like, well, let me not say always, for the most part, people are always trying to improve themselves, right? But I think what these proverbs are just explaining is that at the core of it, you're who you are right so for example i can say i am a was was even something i can use to describe myself okay so for the most part right i'm super like introverted and whatnot right and but i'm also like a funny person in like i'm stupid i don't want to use stupid because that's harsh but i try not to take myself too seriously right and that's that's just something that's always been like that so while i'm quiet i also have like a personality right so if say for example because i'm trying to be less introverted or whatnot i'm trying to be like this loud person or everything that's not who i am like it's just me maybe i'm trying to i don't even know how to explain it but the point is that at the core of it i don't think people change that's why i'm like if a person is wicked i strongly feel like they're going to be wicked for the rest of their lives it's just something like you cannot outgrow certain things beyond a certain age that's my own that's what i think anyway I I agree in some parts, but I still, I like to think that one of the the good things about being human beings Mm -hmm. is that there's always the potential for like self-improvement. There's always the potential for people to to evolve. So Mm -hmm. I think like fundamentally, many parts of you will remain the same. But at the same time, I think, for example, if you are a wicked person and you are predisposed to wickedness, then you just have to make more of an effort to, to like think better and to act better. But it doesn't mean that <laughs> you have to like let your, or is it let your thoughts dictate your actions? Something like that. Sure. So I think in dedicating your time and your efforts to like overcoming your baser desires, maybe you eventually become a better person. But it doesn't mean that that was not the person that you were. Anyway, we agree to disagree on this. Yeah, one. it's just like when you have bad habits. Like if you're somebody who has bad habits, maybe you're, you you are predisposed to slot, for example. You don't like to exercise. You want to stay in bed all day, whatever. But you force yourself to start doing that. And eventually you become the kind of person who exercises all the time. I think and wakes up at 6 a.m. I get you. I Yeah, that one makes sense. I feel like that's a different example. I think these proverbs are talking about like, who a person is like fundamentally deep down how they were raised and stuff but maybe i'm just going even deeper anyway to round up this very quickly our last um proverb is a nigerian one and it says no matter how hot your anger is it cannot cook yams and i've heard this one multiple times and basically it just means that while anger can prompt a positive action that may resolve an issue the act of getting angry itself does nothing and it resolves nothing as well. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's pretty self-evident. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just getting angry doesn't solve problems. You, you have to um, add some action, some positive action to your anger for you to actually change anything or overcome anything. It doesn't really do anything if you're just angry. Basically, well, any emotion. I'm very sure that there's some anger in that will cook yam. <laughs> <laughs> I think the anger with the action now. So, like, if let's say you are something has angry you and you decide to throw hands, something has angry you. Imagine, and you decide to throw hands. Is it throwing hands? Speed, but this is something I can't do. Shall I imagine like 
I mean, I hate yams. That's number one. I feel like I've said this on this podcast multiple times. But say one time, I'm like super mad and angry at something. I'm just gonna boil yam to show that. <laughs> but it's the boiling yam that boiled the yam. It's still not the anger. No, it's my anger. Technically, it's my anger that boiled the yam. because I don't even like yam. So <laughs> that's what I'm like. It's the stupidity. But anyway, um, thank you so so much for listening to this episode, you guys. Um, text us what your favorite um proverb is, and yeah, that is it, right? Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends to stay updated. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are Orire underscore Africa. On TikTok, we are Orire Africa. And on YouTube, we are Orire. Orire is spelled O-R-I-I-R-E. You can also find us on our website, which is orire.com, where we have articles about African mythology, history, and food. Contact us via our website or social media if you'd like to come on the podcast. We'd definitely love to have you. If you want to support us, you can do so by subscribing to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Africa. And um, all of this will be listed in our description box below. Thank you. Thank you.